The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Medium, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. It is always a pleasure to have you with us. And I always try to remind you at the beginning of every show, every part of the show, that we would love for you to spread the word about our programs, go to our podcasts and and pass them around. That would be wonderful. Right now, I am being joined by a wonderful, actually a returning guest, an author. Patrick O'Hearn is a devout Catholic husband and father. He is an author, literary consultant, speaker, and a freelance editor, previously serving as the Tanbox acquisition editor for two years. He grew up in the Midwest and spent close to three years in the Benedictine monastery before discerning the call to marriage. He graduated with a master's in education from Franciscan University, one of my favorite universities in the world, Steubenville and with a bachelor's in marketing from St. Ambrose University. Patrick, as always, so great to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's an honor to be here. Good. So you've been a busy man again, but writing another book about the gr- about grieving fathers. <laughs> and, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about this because I, I'm, I'm just, this is something that I think we just don't talk about enough. When I saw what the, the new book is about, it's, it's for fathers of child loss called the grief of dads. The grief of dads. You know, I, I personally have, you know, experienced miscarriage. I know some of my children have experienced miscarriage. And to be quite honest with you, as I'm going through the things that you cover in your book and reading the, the wonderful article you put out in Crisis Magazine, I thought, you know, this is so true. We're so focused on the mom with very little sort of just even saying, oh, you know, other than, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. And then that's about it and move on back to the mother. This is so necessary that we would have some somebody like you and the people that have written in your book, the essays and the comments and stuff that would talk about the grief of dads. Tell us a little bit about how did you get here? You know, what is this about and what gave you and, – and you had to have courage to do this because it's not something we talk about. Yeah. You know, as, you know, my wife and I, you know, we experienced, uh, you know, two miscarriages and we actually later learned that it was as a result of toxic mold, which didn't make it even easier. It's just, you know, it's like the worst kind of mold that almost killed us. And uh, thankfully, you know, we got our house remediated and we were able to sell it and move on. But, um, you know, that those, those moments when you're, you're going through, you know, it's, it's a winter. It's like a, it's, a, it's almost like a perpetual winter. And, you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of hope. Um, you know, obviously our faith gives us hope and, you know, in the resurrection. But, you know, when you're going through it at the time, it, it doesn't seem like springs around the corner. And, and partly because the resources are very sparse, you know, in terms of, you know, especially as a man, you know, you want to be strong for your wife and you kind of hold back your emotions. You know, I didn't really cry that often in front of my wife, but instead I would cry on the way home from, from work in my car, you know, whether I'm listening to a song that would pop up and, uh, just, you know, just shed the tears and, and it just, 
and the fact that there wasn't other men that would talk about this you know women tend to be have a season they're more more talkative um and they're also just they're, they're easier to express their emotions to other women but men it's like we don't want to we don't want to share you know um our our sufferings in a sense because for one we don't know if you know there's other men that maybe haven't had a miscarriage so you know you open up to them and like you said earlier like you know people don't say anything you know that happened to me with some of my coworkers. And so I just kind of kept it inside. So I think this book, you know, really the Holy Spirit inspired me to, you know, I co-authored it with a couple of men, uh, a friend, Brian, and then this group called Redbird Ministries. They're the largest Catholic organization that helps with, you know, child loss at all ages. So we wanted to have a book that has stories of men that have lost children from miscarriage to adulthood. So we have a, you know, a deacon who lost his child from suicide in there. And uh, we don't have any stories about men of um, that have lost any children by abortion. I feel like, you know, there is, a, you know, although I, I was I was lobbying for it, I think we kind of just felt like there's other books that have kind of captured that, but they still need to be heard out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they, no, absolutely. They, they, and I, so. I think I think you're absolutely right to, to that. That is a whole nother issue. That's something completely. It, it, it's the grieving. The grief is very similar, I'm sure, but it is something different. You know, one of the things you mentioned this in your article in the Crisis Magazine. Um, you talk about Patrick, and my heart just broke because it's like, oh my goodness, you know, you received the call from your wife, and it was the second. Second miscarriage, and, and you're sitting at 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 the de- at your desk, and the call comes through, and she tells you that you've lost your you know your little baby has been lost, is is you know stop the heart has stopped beating, um, and you you go out and you talk with her and try to help her, and you know, and then you have to go back in and sit at the desk again. There, there's no understanding for what men go through when this happens. Yeah, you know, I think you know even when my wife you know, when she called me with our second child and she was, you know, getting an ultrasound and, uh, she, you know, she, and I couldn't be there for that one. You know, our second, you know, this was after we lost our first one a year later, you know, she's at the ultrasound and she calls me up and said, you know, there's no heartbeat. And I just remember, you know, I, I go out of my office and I just started, you know, I was crying. And then I, you know, I had to go back into work. I was in a small company at the time. And, and I think at that point I didn't even tell my coworker because a year year earlier, you know, I, I'd mentioned it to him and, you know, nothing at all. And again, he wasn't married or anything. So, but just, there's just this sense of like, you know, it's almost like you lost a tooth or something, you know, yeah. it's not like, a, yeah. in a, in a, in a, and I think it's the, it's the symptom of the culture of death. And I think it's sometimes, you know, you see these celebrities that are posting images of, you know, their miscarriages or stillbirth. And I think it's how they're mourning that. And a lot of them are pro pro choice. And I'm hoping that, you know, that maybe, you know, that's kind of God allowed that to happen to see like, no, that it's a child. child. Exactly. Exactly. So you talk about in your book, the first part is that part one is you are you're not alone and you go through this you know chapter one is male grief examine child loss in the bible lost dads amongst the saints explain to us how all of that came about i mean you know sort of unpack without i'd like to get through the whole the book so that we can get it but so a brief a brief description of each of those chapters would be really helpful i think we start off with the the introduction and you know i i have another book that i co-authored with the lady cassie everett's called the nursery of heaven so that book is you know for miscarriage stillbirth and infant loss for men and women and that book 
was kind of that layout of that book is kind of inspired this layout of this book. So, you know, you start with the intro, which kind of lays the fact that, you know, you're not alone, like men need to know you are not alone in this grief. And then the first chapter, uh, my friend, Brian, who has, you know, he's a PhD, very brilliant. Um, he, he kind of compiled that chapter and it goes through grief and just showing the, you know, the statistics on how many men, how many, you know, in terms of child loss, you know, uh, people don't realize this, but, you know, in, this was in 2019, approximately 10,000 children died between the ages of one and one, sorry, one and 14. And then same for 15 and 19. And then, you know, adults, there's 3,000 adults um, die between the ages of 25 and 34 annually. So, I mean, those are, I mean, those are pretty big statistics. Yeah, yeah. And then we go in and we define, you know, the different types of grief, you know, the different stages, um, you know, the denial, the anger, the bargaining, depression, and then just kind of showing some of the differences between male grief and female grief. You know, it's, it's important. I, I think we don't, a lot, a lot of people don't even like uh, talk about that at yeah, all. So there, there's, there's huge, there's huge differences. And then some of the psychological um, effects of grief, yeah, absolutely. you know, in terms of, po- you know, one of the things that I saw there was the male grief and marriage. You, you mentioned the two in your article, the crisis magazine article about the, yeah. the, the how much this impacts a marriage. And, you yeah. know, as I was reading the, reading the, the article, I, I, I kept coming to mind, Praise God that you were married with the sacrament and graces of your marriage from yeah. the, from that sacrament of marriage. Yeah. Because I can see how deeply it must affect a marriage when you've lost a, yeah. a baby yeah. or a child. My wife does. I mean, like when you go to pre-Cana, they don't prepare you for any of this. And, uh, and, I, and it's a miracle. If we didn't have the sacraments, I, I, I don't think that our marriage would be intact. And, uh, and just, it's just so, you know, just, you know, you, it changes you, you know, it changes, you know, when you lose a child, you're, it changes you forever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so definitely, I mean, the divorce rates, I mean, I, I forget what the statistics I maybe mentioned, was it like, yeah, it's like yeah, 8% or something. Yeah. It's very high. Yeah. You know, and thankfully, you know, we had our first child was born healthy and normal. So that was, and then, you know, God blessed us seven years later, you know, we had another child, but, and that's been a blessing. But when I look at her, I, I still, I wonder what her two siblings would look like, you know, anytime I see her and, uh, but she's brought that healing, but not everyone has that healing. You know, some people aren't blessed to have any children. So, so then we go into, um, after the first chapter, we go into child loss in the Bible. And again, I focus on, you know, the male saints that you find the biblical figures that, you know, you know, even Adam, right. Mm -hmm. Lost a child, Abraham, uh, Abraham and that potential of giving up Isaac, King David and, um, you know, Job, you know, and then, and then we go through, you know, and then we have modern day saints too, like St. Louis Martin. And, um, and then we, and then the, the second part is, uh, chapters of different stages of child loss. So I have a chapter in there on miscarriage, and then there's some like infant child loss, like a, someone that lost a child, that teenager and um, all the way to adulthood. So we have every stage. So that way, like any man that has lost a child can open this book and be like, I, they can read that chapter and identify with that yeah. father. And I, it, it was important um, that we had one chapter of a gentleman that lost a child in war. And I wanted that in there because I think, you know, as we see you know, that, that just, that's a forgotten topic, you know, mm-hmm. men that, uh, sons that go off to battle that are killed. So, um, mm-hmm. and then, and, and then I go after those stories, then we go into the, um, the second part is practical wisdom. And we have, um, 
a letter from Jesus in the Eucharist to a grieving father. And then we have a letter from a clinician, advice for a grieving father, advice for a grieving wife. So there's all the, and then prayers, like there's just, it's kind of a whole, it's, I wouldn't call it just a book, but like a resource too. Yeah, so. Absolutely. You know, going back to the, to the, to the part two, one of the things that, that, that caught my eye here was, um, the stillbirth, the father's grief. I mean, I, that is one of the things that is so painful. I mean, I, I yeah. know of a, a young couple, you know, whose little, little baby died at, you know, 23 weeks. And I mean, that is, that is just like, it's, it is such a painful thing. So stillbirth is a whole nother issue that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. So I just, I love it. I think this is going to be, um, it's going to be, it's uh, again, the, the book is called, um, uh, a grief of dads. Um, and I think it's going to be great. Is it published already or is it still about? It yeah. Yeah. So it's available at Ave Maria press in, you know, they're based in, uh, you know, Notre Dame, Indiana there. And so they, it's yeah, so that book, and I think it's on sale during Advent season. So it's, I think it's twenty percent off. So it's really affordable, yeah, uh, and they give great bulk discounts for your absolutely, parish. Absolutely, and as you say, I mean, I just the the advice for the different for the different stages of you know the different types of grieving because you know no no one grief is the same, but and and everybody's grief is going to be individual, and it's going to have certain aspects of it that that you you personally have to go through. It's going to be your grief. But you, there is a lot of comfort, and I love you've put in there the whole grieving for for, for um, someone who's lost a, a, a child through war. You know yeah. that is that is huge. That's a huge thing. I, you know, we lived through a war. My husband and I lived through a war in in Africa, and and the loss of of a son at that time it was you know all men uh, armies and uh, armed forces, but the loss. Of a child in war was just, it is, when you've experienced it up close and personal to, you know, around with your friends around you. Oh my goodness. It is something we don't talk about again. We just don't yeah. seem to talk about these things anymore, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just huge. I, I'm just, I'm so thrilled that you've written this book. Um, let's go back a little bit and have a look some more at some of these, uh, some of these issues because I don't want to, um, I want to be able to give people that anybody out there listening to us right now, um, if you've lost, um, and, and I'm sure this is a whole part that, that you've, you've dealt with and you do mention this. Losing a child through suicide, you've got, you've, you, you mentioned that you talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Talk about that to us. Yeah, we do. We have a deacon story from Pennsylvania and his, his daughter was dealing with bipolar and she, um, actually she shot herself. She was at Ohio State University. I know many of your listeners are in Ohio and, and he wrote a, an obituary that went up. It was like, millions of people picked it up, but it was just about, Hey, you, you know, like sometimes with people, you know, with these you know mental illnesses, like we define them by their, like, Oh, you have bipolar or yeah, you're this. Yeah. And, and it's like, she was not her, you know, her, her disability, you know, that didn't define her. And so his story brings, you know, this, this, this lot of, you know, I mean, his personal um, testimony just gives a lot of hope that, um, you know, like that God saw him through, and, you know, and, and the, for parents too, that, that go through these, you know, the, I mean, I can't imagine that, like, I mean, losing oh a child gosh. by suicide. I mean, there's probably no, you know, that, and I mean, obviously abortion, right. I mean, if you, you know, if you were, if you're a 
collaborated in that abortion as a father, but like then suicide. Cause it's like, you just you think like, what, what, what could I have done? to What, stop what that? could I have and, done? Yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. it has to go. I mean, it, it, it does. We all know that it does, you know? So, yeah. wow. Wow. What an amazing, what an amazing thing. So, yeah. yeah so I, th- I think you really, um, I mean, this is what he was saying, you know, that the Deacon Schoner is his name. I mean, I mean, he wrote a book too for, I think on Ave Maria, just that goes in, his name's Deacon Ed Schoner, that goes through the whole, his whole daughter's story. But I mean, I just like, you know, just, he talks about the end, like transforming our sufferings. You know, that's what I think, like God doesn't, you know, he allows sufferings the consequence of original sin, but he uses our sufferings. Like my miscarriages, like, you know, to help other people. And, you know, just like when you go through these experiences, they aren't, they're not just meant for yourself, but to how can I use that to to help someone else? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I always I always think of the whole thing that, you know, God never gives a, even as harsh and all as it is when you're going through these grieving or these stress times, He never gives us more than we can actually handle. Yeah. So we yeah. have to remember that. And one of your your number five there with uh, Brian F- uh, F- Figa is it Figa? Yeah, Figa. Yeah. Um, talks about praying without ceasing, with, and it was a miscarriage yeah. that he experienced and i i look at that and think you know i we've got you know we've we've we're, we were immigrants into america we were immigrants into canada we you know you go through all these different times and and uh, you know nothing nothing like this but you know uh, like what what you're talking about with this kind of loss but we did go through loss i mean we lost our country we lost you know we, we lost our family they were all continents away but it was only through that understanding of god god's got this i you know I just got to do exactly what Brian says there. Pray without yeah. ceasing. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a beautiful thought. And I, I didn't put it in this book, but I, when I, God willing, when I write like a second edition of Nursery Heaven, but it was this, this family we know, this lady had a, it was like a, it was like a stillbirth, right? And at that moment in the hospital, this happened a couple of years ago, she saw Our Lady and uh, Our Lady was holding her child in her arms. Like it was a quick vision quick vision of that. And granted, God doesn't give us all visions of stuff, but I think that there's really this sense of consolation that comes, you know, like, especially around Christmas time, we think about Mary holding the baby Jesus and it's like our lady, especially if we have, you know, child, children that died in the womb, like she's holding them. And I think it's, it's a good thing to, to meditate on that, like that they are in the arms of our lady and that she's holding them until we come back to, you know, God willing, we make it to heaven. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the other, the, and there's another one here, the advice for grieving father's brother or friend. You know, I, I we, again, I, I love what you've done because you've taken each part of who we are as a human race, as a human yeah. family. And, and this has to be through through the divine intervention of God. I'm sure, <laughs> just he yeah. he was helping both you and your and your co-author that you know this is what these are the things. This is where we need to go in order to be able to help these people. Because if unless we bad things can really happen if we don't deal with some of the stuff. So yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. So the, the the father's brother or friend talk talk about talk about that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah and I th- I think it's just obviously. 
even like offering a, you know, a mask for that person or praying for, I mean, that's just the most simple thing you can do. I mean, just like, just continue to, you know, you, you think it's like, oh, maybe it's been a year since they've passed away or, or since their child passed away or a couple months. And no, it's like, you got, they need your prayers more than ever, especially around those days when that child was going to be either be born or when they died, you know, to always put that on the calendar and maybe send them a text, like on the anniversary of their child's death. And be like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about you today and I'm praying for you. And I think, um, you know, you need to, you know, I, I, it's another thing. It's just encourage fellowship with them. You know, often they, like, you want to isolate. Like, I know, like, when we lost our children, like, I didn't want to deal with anyone. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, maybe it's not pressuring them to come into big groups, but like, hey, like, do you want to go up and, you know, go play tennis or go for a beer, or just yeah. the two of us, you yeah. know, and I think that, you know, you almost, and not take it personal when they reject you, but I think that there's, and there's also a level of prudence, you know, and I've seen this before is, you know, I would get a lot of texts from men out of nowhere and be like, they would tell me like, Hey, I hadn't heard from them for many years. And they'd say, how are you doing? I'm like, good. And then they, I really wasn't good, but I just said, but then they'd say, you know, um, we're due with another baby. And I think it's just, it's very, you know, it's like, it's the greatest news in your life. But if you had someone that just had a a miscarriage or a stillbirth, like you don't go and go share that, you know, you know, there's a, there's a way you got to be prudent about it. And I think, I think often, you know, there's as men, we, you know, our careers and then also how many children we have define us. And, and, and I think that's, you know, it's like, Hey, I got 10 kids and it's easy to boast about it. Or, uh-huh. and I, th- I, I think true. you just, yeah, yeah, you have to be really, um, just, you have to, you have to be very sympathetic to what other people, you know, um, are going through this, especially if they lost a child. Exactly. Exactly. And you're so right. I mean, sometimes I think we use our, the number of our ch- children that we have as being sort of, uh, you know, look at me, look how great I am. Sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or, or alternatively the other way because when I was you know when my children were growing I've got they're all grown and married and I've got 21 about to have 22 grandchildren um, but but when all that was happening you know there was many times when I I never forget going into into a into the library in a little town we lived in and the lady saw I was pregnant she goes oh my goodness are you pregnant again <laughs> so the, on both sides you know the the number of children tend to tend to define a certain thing but that's exactly what I think you you know you're absolutely right we need to be cognizant of of where yeah. everybody is and 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 walk beside them because that that's yeah. exactly what we've got to do i mean we've got to walk beside them tell everybody where they can get your book and how how to go about this it's available at uh, you know avemariapress.com and then uh, it's also available at amazon i know ave maria press they do they do tend to give the authors you get you know because Amazon takes a huge chunk out of it, That's but right, both yeah. pla- yeah. but both places, yeah, Ave Maria Press and Amazon. So Ave Maria Press first, folks, go there first yeah. because then it helps Patrick <laughs> to be able to be here to write another book, and we want him to keep doing these books because I think I think this is wonderful. This is absolutely wonderful. You know the things that you've done with yeah. with your with your skills and your and your um uh the, the the gift that God has given you in your writing skills, and and then also at the end of the book, one last thing I wanted to talk about that there is this. There's a space at the end of the book, which is part five, and it's and quickly go through that the things that you've got in the part. Yes, it's part. It's actually part four. It's part four. Yeah. Of course, yes, we have. You know, my friend that's kind of the scientist background, Brian, the other author. So he put together this mood screening questionnaire, and I think it just it's just a good survey to see where are you at. You know from a from a psychological standpoint and uh, so you can kind of do a little ranking and see 
you know, um, like if you're 10 or higher, if you feel that, you know, like anxiety is affecting you. So it's just, it's a really good depression. Yeah. You know, these are just things to, to evaluate yourself sure, and sure, to see, sure. you know, cause yeah, I think absolutely. men, we don't want to ask for help. Absolutely. And so this is, you know, this is the good way you see like, Hey, I'm broken, yeah, exactly. you know, and, uh, yeah, and so. then you've got a space for notes or journaling. And then you've also got additional resources. Yeah. So this is all, all yeah. there. Everything it completely covers the grieving, a grief of dad. Yeah. So, so I'm thrilled. Um, we look forward to ha- through this program. I hope you get lots of sales and, and it's out there, everybody. Listen, if you know of somebody who needs this, make sure you get it to them. Patrick O'Hearn, thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's so great to talk with you and have you on the program. God bless you lots. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest. <laughs> 